G'day, welcome to Partaker's Podcast and our Christmas 2021 series. Come and listen. As part of our Christmas 2021, over the next few podcasts, we are going to listen to a short story together. It is The Spirit of Christmas by Henry Van Dyke, published in the year 1905. It is in the public domain. Part 1 A Dream Story The Christmas Angel It was the hour of rest in the country beyond the stars. All the silver bells that swing with the turning of the great ring of light which lies around the land were softly chiming, and the sound of their commotion went down like dew upon the golden ways of the city, and the long alleys of blossoming trees, and the meadows of Ashfodel, and the curving shores of the river of life. At the hearing of that chime, All the angels who had been working turned to play, and all who had been playing gave themselves joyfully to work. Those who had been singing and making melody on different instruments fell silent and began to listen. Those who had been walking alone in meditation met together and in companies to talk, and those who had been far away on errands to the earth and other planets came homeward like a flight of swallows to the high cliff when the day is over. It was not that they needed to be restored from weariness, for the inhabitants of that country never say, I am tired. But there, as here, the law of change is the secret of happiness, and the joy that never ends is woven of mingled strands of labour and response, society and solitude, music and silence. Sleep comes to them, not as it does to us, with a darkening of the vision and a folding of the wings of the spirit, but with an opening of the eyes to deeper and fuller light, and with an effortless outgoing of the soul upon broader currents of life, as the sun-loving bird poises and circles upward without a wing-beat on the upholding air. It was in one of the quiet corners of the green valley called Peacefield, where the little brook of bright hopes runs smoothly down to join the river of life, that I saw a company of angels, returned from various labours on earth, sitting in friendly converse on the hillside, where cyclamens and arbutus and violets and fringed orchids and pale ladies' stresses and all the sweet-smelling flowers which are separated in the lower world by the seasons were thrown together in a harmony of fragrance. There were three of the company who seemed to be the leaders, distinguished not only by more radiant and powerful looks, but by a tone of authority in their speech and by the willing attention with which the others listened to them. And they talked of their earthly tasks, of the tangles and troubles, the wars and miseries that they had seen among men. Part two. The earth is full of oppression and unrighteousness. The earth is tormented with injustice, and the great misery that I have seen among people is that the evil hand is often stronger than the good hand and can beat it down. Am I not Michael? 
the tallest and most powerful of all the great king's angels. Listen, my voice is deep and strong. Look, here is my shining armour and this long two-handed sword hanging over my shoulder. Yes, I am Michael, the mightiest one among the warriors of the king and the executor of the divine judgments upon the unjust. The arm of the cruel is heavier than the arm of the kind. The unjust get the better of the just and tread on them. I have seen tyrant kings crush their helpless folk. I have seen the fields of the innocent trampled into bloody ruin by the feet of conquering armies. I have seen the wicked nation overcome the peoples that loved liberty and take away their treasure by force of arms. I have seen poverty mocked by arrogant wealth and purity deflowered by brute violence and gentleness and fair dealing bruised in the wine-press of iniquity and pride. There is no cure for this evil but by the giving of greater force to the good hand. The righteous cause must be strengthened with might to resist the wicked, to defend the helpless, to punish all cruelty and unfairness, to uphold the right everywhere, and to enforce justice with unconquerable arms. Oh, that the host of heaven might be called, arrayed, and sent to mingle in the wars of men, to make the good victorious, to destroy all evil, and to make the will of the king prevail. We would shake down the thrones of tyrants and loose the bands of the oppressed. We would hold the cruel and violent with a bit of fear and drive the greedy and fierce-minded humans with the whip of terror. We would stand guard with weapons drawn, about the innocent, the gentle, the kind, and keep the peace of God with the sword of the angels. As he spoke, his hands were lifted to the hilt of his long blade, and he raised it above him, straight and shining, throwing sparkles of light around it, like the spray from a sharp prow of a moving ship. Bright flames of heavenly ardour leaped in the eyes of the listening angels, a martial air passed over their faces as they longed for the call to war. But no silver trumpet blared from the battlements of the city of God. No crimson flag was unfurled on those high secret walls. No thrilling drumbeat echoed over the smooth meadow. Only the sound of the brook of bright hopes was heard tinkling and murmuring along the roots of the grasses and flowers. And far off, a cadence of song drifted down from the inner courts of the palace of the king. Come back tomorrow to Partakers for the next instalment of The Spirit of Christmas. Tomorrow in The Spirit of Christmas by Henry Van Dyke, part three. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to Partakers Podcast. Our Christmas book, God Gets His Hands Dirty, is available on Amazon. Go to www.pulptheology.com and you will find it there. Have a great day. See you later.